Jordan Alvarez leads a game with a home run. Ilrept Heel strikes again. Otani tries to come back with the home run. Presley has other things on his mind. He closes the door. Let's talk about this on tonight's Locked on Astros. Alvarez, it's a high drive center field. Beer leans back. This game is turned upside down. There's the runner. Fly ball down the right field line. Tucker comes on. Kyle Tucker. This time they finish the job. Locked on Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric, the man, Heisman, and Brett, H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked on Houston Astros, and we update you joins for a daily Locked on Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talk Astros. Find the show at Locked on Astros, your team every day. And Brett, where, where can they find you at? They can find me at H-Town Wheelhouse on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. They can find me at Stroh's 411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, positive. I'm on the Chris Navier train. Always Stroh's. All right, yeah, this was an awesome game. It was a little bit nerve-wracking at the end. I mean, as dominant as Ryan Presley was the game before, he was not as dominant in this game. And then you have a lot of news updates, a lot of things that make you go, say what and so just a lot of stuff so uh yes we have dr smooth in here to go and give us an injury update on himself uh, so he will be giving us a report we'll also hear some quotes from dusty baker dana brown from earlier today and a lot else uh other stuff that we're going to talk about in this edition of the lockdown astros podcast and when the astros come back to town next week if you don't have a ticket to catch all the action for the astros why don't you download the game time app account and use the code locked on MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And thank you for making locked on Astros podcast. Your first listen every day, whether it's on YouTube, go ahead and make sure you keep on subscribing to us. Give us a thumbs up while you're at it and go and make us your first listen on Apple Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Dr. Smooth says, listen to, uh, to locked on Astros podcast. So uh, this was a game that it looked like the Astros had pretty much under control. Uh, this was back-to-back starts where Christian Javier followed what um, Framer Valdez did. Yeah. And it was just awesome experience. Oh yeah. I forgot to say that. Thank you for being everybody. Who's uh, what we call it. Every day or every day or somebody listens to our podcast, watches our podcast, whether it's live or the recording. So, Brett, what's your overall takeaways uh, for, from this game? Um, I absolutely love that we won the game and, and think we avoided disaster. Uh, you had mentioned that probability to win the game, according to MLB.com or Baseball Savant, dropped to, you said, zero? Yeah. At, in the ninth inning? <laughs> we'll talk That's about that. Brian Presley gave up back-to-back-to-back to back to back hits, and one of them was yeah. a bomb to Shohei Otani. Well, yeah, but but look, Fair look, ball. and I – I'll we'll we'll get to the Presley stuff either second or third segment because there's something that that we have to understand about that pitch that Presley threw. But this game started out with a bang, and Jordan Alvarez has been on base in all 31 games that he's played this year. He keeps moving that record up. That is a team record. So he has gotten on base every single game that he's been in. Tucker and Jordan were batting back to back. I love it because you know Dusty hates batting lefties back to back. He we'll talk about he that. Claims, yeah. 
<laughs> he claims that he claims that the reason why he does that is because it makes for tough matchups for other pitchers. But I would still say that that's a little bit old school because now we don't have these situational relievers. So it's not to me as big of a deal to do that. I think these guys should be hitting one behind the other because Alvarez is going to have to get pitches to hit. And even if he doesn't get pitches to hit when the when the pitcher is dotting the corners, he's still hitting balls to left field and scoring runs. Um, you had Pena go two for four today. He had the only multi-hit game, but up and down the lineup outside of Bregman and Hensley, everybody got a hit. I love this game because Maldonado in his last seven games has seven hits. You may say that's not great. Oh, but the eight games before that, he didn't get a single hit. So if your catcher, your old catcher, your aging catcher, the the much divisive Martin Maldonado Machete is in the game and people either love him or hate him, he's at least contributing as much as he can offensively with the home run of the series, with the hit today. And so you love to see that, Eric, this game was actually fun to watch because, look, when you're going against Otani, when you have Renfro, when you have Trout, but when you look at the numbers of Mike Trout versus the Astros, it's not good. Like, they own Mike Trout. Mike Trout does not hit well against the Houston Astros. Otani does not hit well against the Houston Astros. Um, I beg to say that Hunter Renfro probably has more early success you know, and so someone said on Twitter today, um, we're paying what Brantley like twelve million, and he hadn't played, or our sixteen million hasn't paid played, and they're paying Hunter Renfro eleven point nine. He's leading his team in home runs. Hmm, I wonder if we should have got Hunter instead of Michael Brantley. And I think hindsight's always twenty twenty, and we will get to that. But a great game. I love that the bullpen did their job. Ryan Presley, I want to save that for later because there's some key things that he did that I think we need to not forget. He doesn't wow people because he doesn't throw 100 miles an hour, but he does have elite stuff and he is a very good closer. He just he's had a few shaky outings here or there this year. Yeah, I, I think in um, Tuesday's game, he definitely looked like he had the adrenaline. His stuff was uh, dynamic. It was just um, blowing the, the, the opponents away. In this game, he looked a little bit more hittable, but after he allowed the the four back-to-back hits, including the home run, and the uh, baseball savant had the win probability going all the way down to zero, uh, I think that something clicked, and then you started seeing the Astros playing some pretty good defense, balls going to where it's supposed to be. So, yeah, Ryan Presley got the job done. Uh, we're, we need to talk about Christian Javier. We're definitely yes. going to talk about Michael Brantley in a second. But the Astros record through 37 games this year, they are 19-18. Last year, they were 24-13. and 13. In 2021, they were 20-17. and 17. In 2020, they were 21-16. and 16. 2019, they were 22 and 15. Same in 2018. 2017, they were 25 and 12. So, yes, they are about five games behind last year's pace, but they're about the same pace they were in 2021. So, that it's not time to overly panic. But as we were talking about in our Discord group, uh, this is a season where we've had so many different injuries, especially to, I mean, Jose Altuve has missed time, but it just feels like this was one of his uh, most devastating injuries. Then you have Michael Brantley 
we'll, we'll get update from his bobblehead in a second. But uh, I do want to kind of close out the thought on uh, Christian Javier. Six inning, three hits, two earned runs, one walk, 11 strikeouts. He did allow that one home run to Hunter Renfro. And uh, it is pretty cool that the Angels are doing the um, the Chinese uh, warrior uh, helmet. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, kind of bringing in or a J- Japanese, I guess it should be. Um, yeah, it would be. It, yeah, it would be. Yeah. It would be Japanese. It would. Yeah, be I Chinese. thought about that real quick. But <laughs> uh, but that's I guess that's um, part of um, Otani's culture. So that they're kind of bringing that as their home run celebration. So that was a pretty cool thing. But I hate it. I hate that Hunter Renfro is seems to be doing pretty good against the Astros. But overall, you had Naris come in, Abreu did get the job done. Presley gave up the two runs, but he did enough to get a six save. And overall, this was a good series, a much needed win uh, for the Astros. Yeah, and so since you since you talked about um, Presley several times, I'll go ahead and hit on this because it's important. The same pitch that Presley hit um, through that Otani hit out of the park, he threw to Otani the night before and struck him out. Otani mm-hmm. absolutely golfed that ball. He went down and got that pitch. That is why Shohei Otani is probably going to be considered one of the greatest hitters, I think, in baseball history. He remembers. And he knows, and he sees, and he makes adjustments, and he turns. And when he turns on a ball, he absolutely waylays it. And, you know, look, good on Presley, because Presley stayed in. And the Astros were inches away from turning a triple play. If that ball doesn't hit the bag, if Bregman catches it clean before it hits the bag, they would have legit turned a triple play and ended the game. So that would have been fun to watch. That was, they were inches away. But if I would have told you, Eric, that the Astros would be 19 and 18, and we had Brantley, McCormick, Altuve, McCullers, Urquidy, Garcia, all on the shelf, would you take a 19 and 18 record? Uh, Yeah, I I think I would, but I... I still would think that some of the guys will be hitting a little bit better. I know Abreu is somebody that we're going to talk about a lot in a little bit. And where in the world is Carmen, Sandy, uh, Michael, Brantley? Oh, Uh, okay. (laughs) All right. Well, on that note, it is game time, baby. Download the game time app today. Use the code locked on MLB for $20 off. Let me tell you, if you're tired of fumbling through all these sites that give you these weird prices and these weird price ranges look no further. Game time takes, takes a guessing out of it and you don't have to plan ahead. You can literally wait till the day of the game. And I'll tell you, I did this. I actually waited until the game was about to start. And I found a really good ticket on the game time app field box level 12 rows up. I paid like $38 for it. That's a bargain. That's a steal, but it's not just baseball or football or basketball. It's theater, it's comedies, it's whatever you want. It's there for you. Game time is on time. And when you get the app and you download it and use the promo code Locked on MLB, you'll get $20 off your first order. So why are you waiting? Game time guarantees you the lowest price. If you find a ticket in the same section, in the same row for less, they will refund you back 110% the difference. So you can put that towards the purchase of another ticket. So get the game time app today. It is time to get your game on with game time with the locked on MLB code. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. 
All right, guys. And um, Jose Abreu, we're going to definitely address some of his issues uh, in a little bit. But he was out of lineup today, but he's making a homecoming this weekend at uh, whatever they call that ballpark in um, in Chicago. But uh, you're gonna, they're going to play the White Sox on Friday at 7, 10 p.m. Catch every pitch of the Astros hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just search Astros and soon. Uh, you can another avenue for you to listen to the Lockdown Astros podcast will be SiriusXM. No, we're not going away from YouTube. No, we're not going away from all the other sources. It's just another avenue for you listening to the Lockdown Astros podcast. So um, I think that uh, now that we've kind of talked about the Astros winning this series, uh, let's go ahead and focus on uh, some injury updates, uh, okay. which is pretty much a big concern. So uh, we need to hear from. Um, Mr. Um, Brantley. So um, Mr. Brantley can come to the stage. Okay. So uh, Michael Brantley, uh, where are you right now? Um, I don't really know. I'm somewhere. This is from Dusty Baker. Uh, they said he doesn't know his present location. I know a lot of people said possibly Houston, but he said he could not confirm that he was in Houston. So um, what's going on with you, Michael? Well, I'm just a little bit more sore after I think I may have overdid it a little bit and um, playing with the space Cowboys. And I know I played the what six games. And so I'm, I'm just a little bit sore. Maybe my shoulder hurts a little bit. So I'm, I'm going to get a second opinion. That's what's going on here, Eric. So um, that's basically all we know. Um, what was odd was Dana Brown was on sports talk 790 today. And he said that, um, is this, uh, like Sean asked him, is this a sl slowdown for Brantley because he's tired or a flare up with the injury? We want to make, this is what Brown said. We want to make sure that he's capable of doing what he's supposed to do. No reason to rush it. The last thing you want to do is swing and miss and re-aggravate it. And they decided to slow him down. We'll have another update later this afternoon. But then Baker said, he's going to go get it checked out. Make sure there's nothing wrong. Right. We don't want to rush him. Like we've always said, the timetable doesn't always match how your body heals. We'll just have to wait till he's, he's better. So we basically don't know what's going on. Let's right. just quit mincing words and quit trying to like, like we're trying to thread these needles and I'm not going to play like the Astros mouthpiece here. This is hogwash. This is a lack of transparency on their part. They literally said to go back to get checked out to make sure nothing's wrong after he felt more sore than usual in his surgically repaired right shoulder. Basically, what they're doing is they're not being completely honest with us. There's there's either no way that Dusty Baker doesn't know where his player is, or they literally don't share certain things with Dusty Baker, which I would think would be a sad narrative for a professional baseball club like the Houston Astros, because they have prided themselves on an organization run by Jim Crane that seems to have their stuff together outside of a few things that have gone on in recent memories. But I do know that in the past, they have not been, they weren't fully honest whenever Bregman had his soft tissue injury when he was in Sugarland. And I, and I've talked to Chandler Rome about these things in public settings. So these aren't private conversations where he's just like, they're just not being honest with us. And a lot of people don't like Chandler Rome because he's simply being a reporter here. He wants to know he, and he's not asking questions to be a jerk. He's asking questions because he knows people that read his writings want to know. And people that come to our show want to know, we generally don't know what's going on with him. 
Does this mean he could be out till the All-Star break? Heck, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't play till 2024. Maybe he doesn't play at all. I have no clue. Um, someone said, well, is he going to get traded? I'm like, well, no, because he hasn't even played a single inning in Major League Baseball. So, no, that's not a thing. But do you see what this does to the fan base? It kind of right. causes the fan base to lose faith in their baseball club. I mean, we have stuck by this baseball club through thick and thin. We have stuck through them through 2017. We have stuck through them through them not being honest with us about Alex Bregman. We have stuck with them through everything. We have been loyal. Like, we don't boo our players. We don't talk bad. Of, well, I guess unless you hate Maldonado or whatever. There are people that do that, and I get that. But at the end of the day, the Houston Astros, they let a California news person interview Brantley. I still haven't found that interview. I still don't know who it was. But it's just weird that they don't know. Like, just come out and say, look, Brantley worked a little too hard in, in the, you know, in his games in Sugarland. He overdid it. He tried to come back quicker because he was wanting to help the team. And he's going to have to go back and spend a few more days on the IL. Just say that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, what's wrong with saying that? I mean, there's no strategic advantage for not telling us what a player's doing when a player hasn't even hit the field. So what, the White Sox are not going to not plan for him like they weren't going to plan for him now? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. what strategic advantage do you gain by being not honest? I, I just I just think it's a bad look. I think the PR department needs to clean this up because it's, it's just not – it's just not cool, man. I'm I'm sick of the runaround. Like, be honest with me. I, I'm not a moron. We're yeah. smart fans, right? Yeah, guys asking about second opinion. Um, well, they're sending him back. They say this is Baker's word. He's going to get checked out, just make sure nothing's wrong. So they're this this is basically the second time they're looking at him. Not a, so a second opinion is going yeah, to know. another doctor. Yeah. They're going back to the same doctors. Right. I so, think he aggravated it, Eric, again, right. and they're just not being honest with us. That, that that's my guess. Yeah. So um, we don't know what's happening. He could have heard it in the last game and sure with the space Cowboys. We don't know what happened. He could have slept on it wrong. We don't know. Uh, so we just know that this is guy that the Astros counted on, especially with the injury to Jose Altuve and Chaz McCormick apparently overdid it as well in his rehab assignment too. And so uh, you have two professional athletes that are rehabbing to get back with the Astros that overdid it and maybe did it a little bit too fast. And we saw last year, Jake Myers come back too soon. And he then did. he was never right. And we heard last year that James Click said that they need to reevaluate the, um, the, uh, their bringing players back from injury policy. And maybe this is something that the Astros need to really look at so they don't bring players back too soon because Chaz McCormick, uh, this is what Dusty Baker said. Chaz is sore again. He overdid it in class A, double uh, A. He came here, took a couple bad swings, sore back again. So, yeah. So, I mean, look, I'm never this like, go, let, let's just, let's just fire someone. Everyone's like, if, if the team's not hitting, they're like, fire the hitting coach. If the pitcher's not pitching, they're like, fire the pitching coach. I'm not the fire the whoever guy. But if they need to reevaluate how they evaluate players coming back, maybe the people evaluating the players aren't very good at evaluating the players because there's too much anonymity and there's too much like, well, I don't know. Well, dang it. You overdid it. Go back, buddy. Go do it. I just, it, it just, it just stinks, man. 
and I know I'm not the only person that feels this and, and I'm the biggest Homer. I'm the biggest, like, you know, ride or die Astros person out there, but you've got to be honest. Or if, if you're not, you can't give different messages the same day about the same thing. Cause there's no way that the Dana Brown message and the Dusty Baker message were corroborated. Like they need a unified front. Hey guys, look, here's the deal. We kind of screwed up. We brought him back too early. We brought him back too quickly in double in um, triple A and he may have injured himself. So look, we're going to bring him up with the hopes that he can work the soreness out. If he doesn't, we're just going to tell everybody, look, we're probably going to send him back, get reevaluated, do another rehab stint, work him back slower because we think we worked him back in too quickly. Like I would be like, okay, that's good. I have hope. What what are you counting? I'm trying to do the math here. With the, well, with the, no, but I that's know. but that's literally what is so hard about that. But you know what? Let's get off that because yeah, that that's Wait. just frustrating. We we had a Wait. lot of good things happen. The Astros won no. a series, Eric. Brett, Brett, they, what? There's more. There's Ooh. absolutely totally more. We can't move on from this. We still haven't talked about Jose Abreu. And oh, Jose Abreu faking that he's not hurt. Yeah, something like that. So <laughs> that's so well, rare. Well, let me tell you about SoRare.com. Go to SoRare.com slash locked on. Let me tell you, this is a fun game. And you can go out there and you can find baseball games and you can find digital cards on stuff, but you're missing out. This is fantasy baseball. You basically get to draft your team. You get these cards. And the more you play the game, the higher the value of the cards, the more scarcity you get. You get to compete against other people. You get to go into leagues. You can do minors, majors, train. You can do all-star. You can go spend money if you want to. I have spent a little bit. Um, I kind of like those cards, but I'm actually doing better and getting more rewards with the cards that I didn't pay for because there's only a limited quantity of those other ones. So if, if you go to SoRare.com, it's totally free slash locked on. It's officially digital, officially licensed digital baseball cards. Their brand ambassadors are Juan Soto and Julio Rodriguez. And if you win a league, if you place in a certain category, you can win autographed material. You can win game day experiences. It is fun. So don't go anywhere else. Go to SoRare.com slash locked on. Check it out today. You'll have a blast. So we don't exactly know what's going on with all these guys. Uh, Chaz McCormick was not available in today's game. Jose Abreu was not available in today's game. And so your bench was basically Cesar Dubon Salazar. Was not available. Yeah. Oh, Devon was not available. But uh, the good news is about Devon is he said he's feeling better. Dusty Baker said that it, this was something that they noticed. They want to be a little bit proactive about it. So um, they, they don't think he's going to have to go to IL uh, with a hamstring. It's just something that they noticed when he was on defense. He made a play. He kind of was a little bit. Um, he just well, didn't look right. And it and it is colder. It is a, we forget like this is Texas and it's already hot in Anaheim. It's cold at night. I mean right. that is that is Southern California. And if you've never been out there, it could be it'll be seventy five during the day and it'll be in the forties and fifties at night. So it was colder. So they're treating it with kids' gloves. Do you know the only player Dusty had available off the bench was Caesar Salazar? That's what I just said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so imagine if uh, Alex Bregman got hurt or something, and yeah, have him go play. Salazar go to third, yeah, or so go to I mean, second. Hensley go to third, you know. But hey, Diaz was at first today. I love that. Right, uh, Maldonado was behind the plate. Maldonado caught two games where pitchers had ten plus strikeouts. <gasps> 
But then again, I hear it's probably the pitching coaches that did it or the coach or the pitchers can do it without Maldonado. But when Diaz does it, it's all Diaz. So I'm really confused with this whole uh, um, Astros fandom spectrum. It's really odd this year. All right. So uh, Dusty Baker said that Dubon, he's better. We dodged a bullet and got him out of there in time. He's not too bad. I don't think he'll be available today, but we'll play see it day to day. So um, Dubon says it's nothing crazy. He just felt a little bit discomfort. So even the players are even saying it. God, geez, discomfort. It's like a bad word around here. But um, now Jose Abreu has discomfort potentially that uh, Dusty Baker thinks he has. But he ain't telling anybody because he's a little too quiet and he internalizes everything and he's just trying to go out there and gut it out is what Dusty Baker is thinking. So uh, there's got to be some reason why Jose Abreu has just kind of fallen off the planet, so to speak. And this is what Dusty Baker had to say, trying to communicate with him. He's so quiet and he internalizes everything. I know it's killing him not helping this team and not to perform. I think today was a good day for him to get a massage, get a whirlpool, take today and tomorrow off, and then he'll be very familiar with the White Sox. So uh, he also said that he's hurting a little bit somewhere, but he's not telling us because he's such a warrior. We've heard uh, Dusty Baker allude to players being the predator before. Yeah, well, let me tell you the worst thing you can do is not – divulge to your team what is wrong with you because warrior or not (laughs) warrior or not you're hurting your team in the long run and and he he's 36 he's he's a grown man he knows this he you know major league baseball players are not idiots they have common sense they have brains they can think i mean baseball is a thinking man sport but i'll never get over how players can simply not tell someone hey i'm hurting i'm injured because I don't know if you know this, if you try to play through an injury, you not only risk injuring whatever is injured more, but you risk injuring other muscles and other parts of your body. Right. Because you are favoring that or trying to baby that. And, you know, if you got a sore hamstring, well, you're going you're gonna to run differently. You could twist an ankle. I mean, there's so many things. The body's connected. And I remember years ago, I met a guy that had been running marathons, Eric, for 35 years, and he had never been injured, never. And I asked him how he did it. He said, when I started hurting, I rested. I listened to my body. And I just don't think these players do that. And maybe they don't feel like they have the luxury because they get paid so much. It's 162 games, blah, blah, blah. You can make excuses. But you taking care of yourself is what's most important to the team, especially with the amount of players that are down. And maybe Abreu, I don't know, you can say he felt pressured because of all the injuries around him. You still got to tell the team, hey, guys, I'm about 85% tonight. Um, If I don't dive for that ball, it's probably because if I do that, I'm going to pull this or this is what's going on. So we just need more transparency. Nobody wants Abreu to fail. I don't want Abreu to fail because this is going to be one of the worst signings of all time in Nashville's history if he doesn't ever come out of this funk that he's in. But I think the probability is in our favor that he does come out of it at some point. You know what, Brett? You know I suffer from migraine sometimes. And you yeah. know what? I need to be more open and honest before the show. If I have a migraine, I need to go and tell you so you can be prepared <laughs> prepared to carry me that day. So uh, is that what you're talking about? So well, No, yeah. And, you know, actually, Eric, you, you have 
to your credit, you have done that from time yeah, to time. Uh, yes. More than y'all know. Have, hey, guys, I don't know if y'all know this. He, he has powered through these things, and he does a really good job of faking it till you make it kind of thing. He does a good job. So that's why we make a great team. We're always there to pick each other up. But as hey, frustrating Brett, as what? I do have some news uh, before we run out of time about Dana Brown talking oh, yeah. about possible trading. For okay, a, that's a picture. Um, Not anytime about, soon. Don't get too about, excited. How about, but, how about uh, Dylan Cease? Uh, not anytime soon. But this is what he said. Uh, he said, we need guys like France and Belak to p- pitch to their abilities. It's really nice to see France throw well. Belak is competing and giving us a chance. Right now, we're working through our AAA depth. One of the reasons why we sent Blanco back to AAA is to get him stretched out like we were trying to do in camp. And we'll try to stretch him out again just to see what he looks like. We'll check out our internal options first. Then there will have to be a little bit more patient at that point. I think this is what he said. I think clubs will feel more comfortable knowing at the deadline if they will have a shot at making the playoffs. If you start moving guys now, it's probably going to be a higher price because there's not as many teams that are going to be moving players at this time. So oh, yeah. if you think you're going to trade for a starter right now, it ain't happening. No, no you're not going to do it, but... I really think JP France has that dog in him. He has grinded through the minor leagues for six years. And I think he has the wherewithal. I think Hunter Brown's going to have more good starts than bad starts. Um, Altuve is going to be back. Someone says, what if Altuve comes back before Brantley? Well, if I'm a betting man, I'm putting my money on Altuve coming back before Brantley. I just think this Brantley thing is going to mushroom into being something that's going to be a little bit more long-term. Honestly, I would rather have Brantley after the all-star break 100% healthy than trying to rush him back and trying to play back and forth because at some point you've got to get this guy on the IL and give a roster spot to somebody who could be a viable option off the bench. And that's where my concern is. You have all these guys that are, eh, they're not really hurt, so they're not really qualifying for the IL. It's, it's basically taking roster spots from the Houston Astros. And if they get in a pinch, they need people, you know, Corey Lee is hitting the, hitting the cover off the ball. I don't think Drew Gilbert is going to come up, but man, Drew Gilbert's like crushing this way through the minor league system. Dearden, Dearden is crushing it. Um, Spencer Aragetti at AAA just got pitcher of the week mm-hmm. from Astros Future. Um, Dearden's like hitting bombs like it's nothing, hitting triples, getting dirty Dearden triples is what they're calling them. So look, you might see some of these guys that have to come up if they've got to fill spots and it may not be as bad as we as we think it is right now. They're 19 and 18 with all the injuries. I think we're in a good spot, Eric. I think after this series win, we go to Chicago. I think that's an easy series win because they're clearly one of the worst teams in American League right now. Hey, Brett, put your hand back here like this real quick. And then go ahead and do this. Okay. You're patting yourself on your back for saying that Yiner Diaz should play first base. There you go. Oh, props to you, man. I've been telling people that I saw him play first base more times than not last year when I was at Sugarland. You said I never give you credit, so there's your one time of credit. (laughs) One time, I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. So the Astros did get eight hits in this game, scored five runs. Uh, So this was also, um, if you're looking at uh, Maldi and I mean, I'm not even look at Salazar because he hasn't really played that much. But uh, if you look at their from the Astros, Diaz and Maldonado have combined to catch 10 out of 30 stolen base attempts. Uh, that's 33%, which ranks third in the, the majors. 
And so uh, that's a pretty good combination there. So the catchers are, uh, they do have the arms for the Houston Astros this year. So that's good. Um, we'll talk more about the White Sox series, but just hope, pray, whatever you want to do that Jose Abreu goes back to Chicago, has a little bit of home cooking, and he all of a sudden becomes that all-star that the Astros need at first base because we didn't really address this. I mean, you kind of did, but Dusty Baker, clarify to you, Brett, to all of you in the chat, every one of y'all listening, that he ain't moving out Abreu from the fourth, the cleanup spot, because he needs somebody hitting in between the two lefties. And he said, yeah, I had to hit, uh, I had to hit Alvarez and, um, Tucker back. Yeah, back. Like it was a bad and, thing. Uh, I, I just don't like doing that. And, um, and if you look at it, Alvarez has a career 966 OPS against left-handed pitchers. Tucker is 801. This is not an issue, dude, but maybe he knows more than we do. I just think Dusty's stuck in his old ways. Dusty's going to Dusty, but Hey, this has been another great episode of locked on Astros as the Astros start a new streak of getaway wins as they get away and go to the Windy City of Chicago, the Southside Guaranteed Rate Field. I guarantee you're going to love the Astros play the White Sox Friday at 7, 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. Catch every pitch of the Astros' hometown broadcast on SiriusXM with the SiriusXM app. Search Astros. I'm H-Town Wheelhouse. He's Eric the Man Heisman. Find him on Eric Talk Strohs. And we are your team every day. I got some everydayer stickers coming up. Y'all better be on the lookout for them. Go Strohs. Yeehaw! Yana at first. That's my boy. <laughs>